0: You're like trying to figure out what the heck is going on and then there's that point in the movie where i just realized this is absolutely brilliant but it took me a little bit to to get to that point because i was trying to figure it out
1: hi i'm bobby a certified caregiving consultant certified caregiving educator and frequent presenter at caregiver conferences and webinars Why I help caregivers learn how to respond to dementia behavior in a way that reduces the stress for them and the person in their care.
2: And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist.
1: And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia.
2: Here, we focus on the caregiver, offer our practical insights, and share some emotional support. And we might even share a laugh or two, because we all know laughter is the best medicine.
1: And don't forget my wine, Mike.
2: Nope, I won't forget your wine. We have recently watched a couple of movies. One, The Father, starring Anthony Hopkins, and Supernova, starring Anthony Tucci and Colin Firth. Both films address one of the fastest-growing, most important issues of the day, caring for someone living with Alzheimer's disease or any of the other forms of dementia. We were fortunate to have writer-director of Supernova, Mr. Harry McQueen, on episode 70.
1: And that brings us to today's guest. He was with us for episode 35, when he talked with us about his experience as a caregiver for Maria Altman, the woman portrayed by Helen Mirren in the film, The Woman in Gold. He is joining us today for a special segment of Roger That to discuss the two films we just mentioned. He is uniquely qualified to offer his insights on these stories as he is an actor, former reality TV producer, playwright, author and experienced caregiver. We are very pleased to welcome back Gregor Collins.
0: Hi, thanks for inviting me. There's two, two very different perspectives on the subject in these films, so.
1: Exactly, which is why we thought it would be interesting to have someone like you on the show and add to our perspectives. The first one that I watched was Supernova, portrayed by Stanley Tucci, seemed very, very, cognizant through much of the film and the fact that he was so devastated that he considered suicide I found interesting that somebody at that point would 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 be there.
0: He was his character was kind of a you know a very talented sharp um, artistic kind of guy and you you got the feeling that you know he he was you know very sharp his his life most of his life and then he's now faced with uh you know deterioration of his mind so in a way you you kind of have understood that like here's a a really sharp guy fighting now uh you know not being so sharp like at first I was like well you know when you're when you have when you're going through dementia you don't really you know you know you don't really know you're going through it you're not really aware of the little things that you do um but then I thought well this is a very sharp guy so maybe he's He's a little more aware of it because he was such a sharp guy.
2: Kind of along what you're saying is it seemed to me that he was very creative, very artistic. And I forget, was he a, a songwriter?
0: A writer, yeah.
2: A writer. And that's where his diminished capacity was, not the day-to-day um, uh, living, but that he couldn't do what he had always done. And that, that's what was really playing on his mind.
1: Well, somebody like you, Mike, who's been a musician from the time you were very, very young and all of a sudden couldn't understand what music, I could see where you might get there. But there are there are ways to appreciate music even if you're not playing anymore. And there's ways to appreciate the written word even if you're not writing it anymore.
0: Yeah, there, there were a few scenes in there that that where he would just generally kind of have a lapse in judgment, or, or you know, like the there's that little moment in the car where Colin he forgot to put on his glasses, and Colin Firth like you know put on his glasses so he could read, or that time where Colin Firth went into the to the grocery store and he had just kind of wandered off with with the dog somewhere without telling him.
1: Those are very realistic scenes of um, dementia behaviors. It was very much a love story, that's for sure. And there was a good bit of the impact on the Colin Firth character and how he was affected by what was happening.
0: I mean, the relationship was so realistic and and I I enjoyed just being with them, you know, that was brilliantly acted and very, very, um, seemed very authentic and, uh, you know, they're two very different people and and they fed off each other well. Um, I, I guess I had, I wasn't sure, you know, I didn't really need the, the, you know, the big plot point. I guess there's spoilers here, but the, the big point where we where we find out that Stanley Tucci's character is uh, decided to, you know, end his life, end his own life. I I don't know that I, um, I don't know that I needed that. You know, I almost would have just watched the whole film with them, um, trying to get through this, you know, the, the dementia without without such a dramatic. Uh, point. I I don't know that I bought it like, like, I don't know that I really was as affected by it as as the director wanted us to be.
1: Well, one of the things that I missed was that they left it open for the audience to decide, did he or didn't he, and whether or not that was a good decision. And one of the problems that I had with the film was even putting that out there um, because people with dementia can do a lot of things. And the idea of because you're diagnosed with dementia or you're seeing that you're becoming impaired with dementia is a time to stop living, I have yeah. a real problem with that and putting that out there. But talking about it afterwards and hearing Colin Perth and in listening to some of their comments that they've made in interviews was that they left it open for us to decide, but that's not the... Message that I got—that
0: you mean the the fact that basically the message on the surface would be, if you have dementia, you should probably just kill yourself because it's it's terrible or something.
1: What they indicated was they never said for sure if he if he would do it or not, and left that up to the audience to decide.
0: Right,
2: and and, and discuss. I think when we when we talked with uh, Harry McQueen, he said, you know, it's it's more to get. People engaged in talking about the end of life, or not end of life at that point. Um, that they wanted it to be a discussion area.
0: Well, for me, I, I, I there was no other way. I mean, I, for me, it, he he definitely did it. I I, I wasn't. That's how I felt there too. Was no For t- me, there was no did he or didn't he? You know?
1: And that's that's what I was surprised when when we talked to him about it because I thought. He actually did. Maybe I'm not. Well, apparently I'm not the only one that that got that impression, <laughs> mistaken as it as it might be. But having two actors of their ilk and their and their level of stardom talking about this issue was definitely a positive.
0: They're both. Uh, they both look. Good. They're both sixty years old. They look look incredible.
2: I don't know if you've listened to the episode with um, with Harry McQueen, but he said that he approached. Stanley Tucci first right Bobby
1: yes
2: and he was like wow this is amazing he says now I got to figure out who to do the he says I know it Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci told Harry McQueen Colin Firth he says I'll talk to him we got to do this together well
1: they're best friends yeah Stanley Tucci said
2: that and uh so there was that that, that played into it Where there Is uh, not necessarily a romantic affection like in the movie, but there is that affection and respect um, and friendship between the two guys. And it's certainly portrayed.
0: Yeah, that's interesting to know that now that you think that would be a little bit strange to be really good with friends with somebody and then suddenly have to, you know, (laughs) have a new, uh, you know, to, to be on screen now in a romantic relationship that had to be interesting, but I'm sure it helped, really helped that they had that chemistry beforehand.
1: And to try to imagine losing somebody that means that much to you probably brought something to it as well. Now, moving on to The Father, I have to say it's absolutely remarkable. And that's that's the film that I'm telling people, if you want to see what Dementis really liked, you want to see this film. And, of course, Anthony Hopkins did an absolutely amazing job. But when we first started watching it and different people were coming into the room and having the same conversation, I know I was looking over it like thinking, what the heck is this? um but then later on is it it really depicted how somebody with dementia may and often does relate when somebody walks into a room
0: absolutely yeah and it it was it was so fascinating as a viewer because you're you're in a sense you're discovering things and being confused by things you know in real time with anthony hopkins and so you're like you're like both trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And then there's that point in the movie where as a viewer, for me, I don't remember the exact point, but I just realized this is absolutely brilliant, but it took me a little bit to to get to that point because I was trying to figure it out. You know, like what's, why are there different actors coming in playing the same people?
2: Yeah, I, it, it probably took me probably close to half the, half the movie before I was really, okay, my aha moment that there's not only am I confused, but it's showing the confusion that he has with the disease. And now I'm starting to get it and wasn't as confused as I was three minutes before. Yeah, that was that was masterful.
0: Obviously, Anthony Hopkins was very powerful, but I thought just the director, did just a brilliant job. I thought he, he was the direction of it and the, the filmmaking part of it and, and the way he, he got across um, all this confusion and, and just this, this authenticity of, I mean, from, from, you know, caring for Maria um, and the people I've seen that, that have been around that have suffered from this, uh, it just really resonated, it, it, it was just, there wasn't a hard part, part of it that seemed uh, forced or, because I think a lot of these dementia, films about dementia and Alzheimer's can, can feel forced and feel melodramatic and feel overly dramatized. And you're like, well, well that's not really what I've experienced when I've been around people, but, but with the father, you, you really uh, you really get the, the feeling that, that this is exactly what I've seen up close, you know?
1: Even though, even the lighting is, it got darker. Um, in, in the scenes as they progressed, was an indication of what was happening to, to his mind. And as brilliant as he was, the you know his daughter and the characters that interacted with him, their absolute confusion, frustration, um, fear, anger, all of that I felt was portrayed very very well too because. As somebody that was in that position for seven years, I know I felt all of those things.
0: What a masterful effort. I mean, I I don't think you could, I mean, this is definitely by far the most authentic film about dementia I've seen. I I can't imagine you could ever really top it. I think it's sort of like, this this is what it is, you know?
1: And I hope that people who just like Anthony Hopkins watched the film and I was somehow educated about what it's like to live with somebody and care about somebody with dementia.
0: Yeah, and actually it looks like his first film was a documentary. So this is his first uh, scripted feature, wow.
1: And it's an Oscar winner. How about that for success? (laughs) When we get to the point where Anthony Hopkins is looking for his daughter and he's in the care home and he's been there for a while and he just breaks down is so heartbreaking
0: yeah and it was it was such a brilliantly unforced oh, it's grow, It is
1: based on grow. his grandmother but so this is a family film in a way it's a it's a fictionalized version of a family that's dealing with something so many of us are with
2: Yeah, it's a whole new level. It sort of, it almost
0: transcends the subject matter. I found Supernova, you know, it was delightful in parts, but I thought it was, you know, it kind of fell into the typical melodramatic, you know, telling of 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 what what's involved in this uh, this experience. So I, I thought um, the filmmaking and, and the father, it sort of just it wasn't a play about it wasn't a movie about dementia. It was just a brilliant. Kind of play of the mind, it just like messed with your mind, and it really like you really felt like like Mike was saying like 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 as if you were experiencing dementia or experiencing everything that that Hopkins was experiencing. It was very visceral.
1: Well, the quote that uh, we just referenced was, "I wanted to know what it's like to lose everything, and unfortunately, for so many, that's that's what dementia is. You know, we call it the long, slow goodbye, and it's being." you know, who you are, your memories, um, your relationships.
0: Yeah. And also Hopkins, you know, it was brilliant the way he, he sort of was rolling with the punches and he, he was sort of, you know, whereas Stanley Tucci would, would, would have, would say things like that would make us think that he's kind of aware of what he's going through, which isn't necessarily what I've seen, you know, most people I've seen are are sort of not really aware of uh, specifically of what exactly they're doing. That's making other people sad or, or, or vexed or whatever, but Hopkins was, he was fighting like what, what's going on. And he was just in this perpetual state of like trying to figure out like, what is going on with my mind? I, I, I could have sworn that was that person and now it's this person. And, and it's like um, it just felt so realistic.
1: It's like Mike's dad used to say to us so often, it, it, it don't make sense.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: It don't make sense. What am I supposed to do?
0: Right. Yeah. It's just like a feeling. Not They're not aware of it, but it's just like a, a feeling that something's quite, not quite. But there were never moments with caring for Maria where she actually called attention to what she was going through. There was never moments where I felt like I had explained to her, okay, you just did this, so this, this, like she just sort of rolled with it and never down and had this effervescent approach to everything. So there were never moments where she kind of like was depressed because she was going through what we saw she was going through. But
1: unfortunately, that's, that's not the case for for many. Um, Mm. But those that do have that experience, it, it is indeed a blessing. That's for sure.
0: Now, what do you think is the is the reason why? Is it what, what type of person you were going into the dementia? Or what Why is there um, that difference between people that go through it? When,
1: when we're dealing with Alzheimer's or any of the dementias and knowing that it's affecting the brain, part of it is what part of the brain is affected. Uh, and if you go into it as far as the physical aspects of the brain and what controls what it kind of makes sense when you see these differences, um, we have people who... We're just as sweet and nice and kind all through their lives to turn into raging, angry, um, aggressive people. Mm -hmm. And then we have it the other way around. But some people, it doesn't it doesn't change their personality. So it's like everything else with dementia. What's true for one is not true for somebody else. Right. And it's it's truly heartbreaking when you have somebody who's had a really loving relationship with a spouse or a parent, and all of a sudden that person, you know, it's like they hate you, they, they, they you know, they just don't want anything to do with you and they and they curse and they swear and they threaten And I've mm-hmm. heard you know people ask me on some of the caregiver support groups, does everybody get mean? No, they don't. And I think with the Anthony Hopkins character, he was frustrated, but he didn't see him becoming dangerously aggressive with anybody. One of the benefits of having this film out there is that I hope that people who aren't even thinking about what it might be like to take care of somebody with dementia, let alone somebody who's at the very beginning stages will watch this film and get an idea of what it's like because so many people, including us, walk into this brick wall not knowing that we're even headed for it. Because we think it's a memory problem or, uh, you know, they need some help with their paying their bills and, you know, keeping their uh, house clean, that kind of thing. Not knowing what these behaviors can be like. so. That aspect of the film is is a gift in itself. If we can get enough people to understand what is actually portrayed here and how they can benefit from it.
2: I think that's absolutely correct. And it will show the frustration um, on his part and then they can turn around and see when that frustration comes to the person that they're caring for and maybe have a little bridge Um, of understanding.
1: We saw some of that in his daughter, in her portrayal. If you, if you come out of that film without it touching you emotionally, I I don't understand how that can happen. But, you know, when I introduced you, I said you're uniquely qualified to compare these films. And I wonder if there's a message um, or information that we didn't touch on today that you think we should share?
0: Well, I, I think, I mean, I think with me naturally, I had no experience with with anybody really with dementia before I met Maria, and I think naturally you don't, you know, you never want to be like a contrarian. I guess naturally I'm always trying to lift people up and trying to show the best version of people. And so I, I think uh, I think people, especially family members, can get very frustrated and like throw up their arms. And and if they say something that's completely incorrect, that they're they're correcting them, and they're making them feel horrible, and show I just wanted. Maria to smile and and uh, sort of um, just have a good time, and so I was the guy that would always. Uh, I wouldn't really correct her. Her son Chuck was always correcting her, and like you know, I would always have to like, be like Chuck, just re- just relax. Just I would have to like tell Chuck to leave the room because he just wanted to like fight his mother on everything. And I mean, I would I wouldn't even call I wouldn't call myself any more qualified than anybody. I think I'm just I see the best sides of people. And so I I I think when you bring out the best sides in people, then it then that's the the best thing you can do to combat and keep their mind stimulated. You know, there's really no there's no cure. It's just to for them to be around people they love and to be around people that that challenge them intellectually so they can kind of keep their mind as sharp as possible.
2: As as always, Gregor, it's been wonderful having a chat with you. Again, thank you for taking the time to be on the show with us I can't thank you enough
0: thanks guys always a pleasure
2: take care
1: so the one note that I wrote was actually not from our discussion but from a message that we got regarding the film was I wanted people to know what it's like to lose everything and caregivers those who are thinking about becoming caregivers who who might need care someday highly recommend that you watch these films.
2: Yeah, I was just engulfed in the conversation. I didn't write down any notes.
1: (laughs) Well, on that note, you can find more information about Gregor and links to his books on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That. I'm Bobby.
2: And I'm Mike.
1: And we are dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia.
2: So please subscribe to the show go to iTunes or the Roger That Facebook page and post a review, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question or issue you'd like for us to address, please post on the Roger That Facebook page. If you would like your identity to remain private, you can direct message your question on Facebook and we will answer. To find out more about us, head over to RogerThat.show. It's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, thatshow
1: Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master.
2: And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between.
1: Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company.